0: Welcome to the Astro All-Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Montgomery, pro-astrologer and author of Star Power and Cosmic Power. This podcast is for you if you're an astro-curious modern mystic and ready to free your mind, own your power and create your world. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the debut of the Astro All-Stars podcast. Today I have with me astrologer and modern mystic Tony Howard. Tony is the founder of Astrology University and Fresh Voices in Astrology. If you haven't discovered him yet, this is a must-listen-to episode. If you want to learn astrology, do check out his four-year course. He houses some of the best and most experienced teachers available, as well as twice-yearly summits and regular workshops, all available online. I know one of the biggest questions on the tips of everyone's lips is WTF 2020 and beyond. The upcoming October summit is on that very topic, and even better, I'll be on the panel titled dreaming the future, which of course is right up my alley. Since this episode is released in Virgo season, Tony is representing with six planets in Virgo. So you're going to get an inside scoop to the mercurius Virgo mind. And if you are a Virgo, this one's for you. I found Tony when I was having a Jupiter return in Sagittarius, in my seventh house of the other. And indeed, he is that Jupiter archetype in my life. He gave me my start on fresh voices, speaking live on a digital platform, and I haven't looked back. I had wanted to work with a Virgo energy as this is a sign of the working woman or person and Virgo really comes into their own in a professional capacity. So voila, wish granted. Without further ado, let's dive in. Stelliums. So a big bunch of planets in Virgo for you. A stellium of six planets, which is quite rare. So I'm hoping to get a bit of an inside scoop to Virgo, the Virgo mind.
1: (laughs) I, I will do what I can. I can definitely channel some Virgo energy
0: excellent and of course uh, tony is a great astrologer and contributing to astrology and driving it forward uh, with your uh, astrology university and as well fresh voices uh, which has a diversity mission that i'm really wanting to talk to you about as well but let's start off with uh, the virgo inside lane mutable masters of mutability with six planets, so I imagine you're very adaptable. How do you stick to one thing and get it through?
1: I stick to many things, and I work every day really hard, and eventually, several of the things get done. <laughs> so that's that's like my approach is just to work, 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 work. Um, it, it's because it's really hard to with the mutability. It's really hard to stay on track. It's against my nature. In fact, right? It's 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 in my nature. My chart's ruled by Mercury and Mercury is very strong in my chart. Mercury's one of the planets in Virgo. And so it's, I'm very curious about everything. Like I'm curious about everything. I'm curious about life in general and <clears throat> I want to learn more and I just keep adding more and more to my to-do list. And so, you know, my approach is just to keep working through it because with enough time, eventually, eventually the things get done. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's my approach. I, I like being mutable. I like being adaptable i I think it's a it's a real asset I, I'll say when it, one story I tell uh, clients sometimes about this is that when I was younger I used to I had this period where I'd lived a few years and I was starting to reflect back on the things I'd done and all the changes in my life and moving cities and changing jobs and changing interests and friends and friend groups and everything changing all the time right um, and i was I was like wow I've really got to just pick something and stick to it and I tried that and it didn't last very long and then a couple of years later I got this job where I needed all the skills that I had picked up from five different careers that I'd had before or jobs I'd had before where that were all totally different and they all suddenly made sense so it oh, all wow. came together and I think it's like that um George George has a fun teaching about mutability and and um, how how each uh, sun sign will clean the house, <laughs> and she she talks she describes um, as she describes the Gemini process, uh, which is like thinking about Mercury. She's describing somebody like starting off in the bathroom and cleaning something and then picking up something that's supposed to go in the bedroom. And then she goes into the bedroom and then she's, oh, that gets her attention on something else in the bedroom. And then she's making the bed and then she takes the book that's on the bed and that goes in the living room. And, then <laughs> and eventually though, with enough time, the house gets clean.
0: So <laughs> Randomly.
1: I think mutability can work like that.
0: And um, so how do you like stick to one thing but then speak to that, you know, desire for following other random threads as well. Like, do you know that about yourself? Like as a highly mutable Sagittarius, I know that about Sagittarius. So, and the Jack of all trades thing. So I've made sure I've chosen something that I stick to and just knowing that I remember what I meant to go back to, which one of those things obviously has been astrology.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's been that for me too. Astrology is a common thread that's run throughout my life from uh, early early Early, early in my life, and uh, when I was a teenager, I started babysitting for an astrologer, and I got—I was really into going to the New Age bookstore and reading astrology books, and I was just into it, um, talking to my friends about astrology as a teenager. Uh, and then, <clears throat> when I finally settled into it as 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 a career in my thirties, uh, I've really kept that common thread, but I still have varied interests and that still expresses in the context of astrology i mean astrology is a great field for me because there are so many different styles of astrology so many teachers so many books to read an endless stream of things that i can learn so it's just the most perfect (laughs) career for me i can i can express all these different sides of myself as well i think when when you're mutable that you can have these different sides that you can express so can have, you know, some of the books in, with astrology books where you can really nerd out on. It's like, there's this book that I read recently about how all the different house systems are calculated. And it's like super nerd time, right? But I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, I can pick up Liz Green's Neptune book and go into mythology and psychology and, and, uh, um, and visionary stuff as well. So it's, you know, um, yeah, I think to your question about how do I how do I um, keep my focus, I think part of it was finding something like astrology that kind mm-hmm. of had had that just the right energetic for me to step into with all that mutability. But I'm also just very productive. I'm a productive guy. I know that's part of the Virgo archetype. So I just I work really hard, and when I really want to focus on one project, I like to just get it started and work on it until it's done. Uh, I do get distracted uh, from the project and come back to it sometimes, but I, I definitely, I don't really have a problem finishing, finishing things as long as I, as long as I have enough time.
0: Yep. Yep. And I guess like, it's really diverse in terms of you can do some writing, you can do some like teaching, you can do all these different things within it. You can follow an intuition on something. So that's very, Um yeah, I just I never thought of that before for mutability. And I wonder if there's a lot of mutable people in astrology then for that reason.
1: Well, I know that it's pretty I mean, when you survey people at astrology talks, um Gemini seems to be represented pretty well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I've seen a lot of Sagittarius as well. Sagittarius, the vocal ones.
1: Pisces, yeah, definitely.
0: Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I noticed a lot of actually Aries moons in there as well maybe like like in more modern astrology maybe they're just more willing to push themselves forward and get in there
1: (laughs) yeah well i I think you know what maybe not so much with the moon but with aries uh one thing we don't talk enough about with aries is is uh innovation and starting things Mm. so coming up with new ideas and going in new directions maybe not a moon thing but definitely can be an aries thing
0: Yeah. And how about like, Virgo is a little misunderstood and we, we together uh, with Tony, we do the cosmic eye monthly forecast and we just recorded Virgo season. And um, yeah, we're talking about, it's a slightly maligned or misunderstood. And it was making me think of pink, the singer who is a pop singer and her breakout album was called Ms. Understood. So, and I was saying, well, mercury rules virgo just like it does gemini but people often talk about the gemini side of it and not equally the virgo side so you know the side of that there's like people see virgos are too critical or um you know, that leads me to think of that inner voice, like the inner critic, which we all have. And I know our Virgos would be quite amplified. We've talked about that before. So what is your um, inside lane on how to handle their inner critic as someone that's with so much Virgo would have had to work that out?
1: Yeah, great question. And thanks for asking it because it's really important for Virgos to hear. And I want to say, especially the Pluto and Virgo generation, because, you know, the inner critic is a common experience of people with uh, Virgo planets. You know, one thing, you know, Virgos, you'll read in some pop astrology books about Virgos don't like to receive criticism. And they'll, if they say another line, it's that it's because they've already thought of that themselves. <laughs> they already know what you're telling them, um, whether it's about themselves or something else, <clears throat> they've already thought of it. And so they don't like it pointed out. But um, that voice can get internalized in a really negative way. Um, in self-defeating way, self-deprecating way. Mm-hmm. And especially so, I think, with Pluto and Virgo in that generation, if Pluto's making aspects to other Virgo planets especially, that can be a really dark dynamic. <clears throat> and I struggled with uh, depression and self-deprecating thoughts and ideation. That, mm-hmm. that was very intense um, through throughout my teenage years and early 20s. And what I'm about to share for you, with you, uh, I've had friends who's, who have said, you should turn that into a self-help book. I'm like, but it would be like one page long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But, but uh, and I've honestly, what I'm about to say too, I've tried to teach some other people and it just doesn't work for everybody. And I don't know why it worked for me. And it's something that happened all on my own. But I was just sitting there in my downward spiral one day, listening to the, you suck, you'll never amount to anything. and this mistake that you made today is an example of all the terrible things you've done in your life and all those mistakes that you've made. And I'm just like feeling, you know, in this pile of like self-deprecating, you know, nonsense, actually, but that I really bought into. Mm. And something in me, some other voice in me said, shut up.
0: (laughs) What kind of voice was it? Was it the (laughs) regular voice? Or a, a different voice.
1: <laughs> it was actually a lot like I just said. It was just like, I am tired of this. Like, <laughs> shut up. This is, I have heard this every day, every moment for years. It's old. It's an old story. Just shut up. And the weird thing that happened in that moment <clears throat> is the part of myself, that self-deprecating voice and that that mechanism inside myself, if you want to think of it that way, it stopped. And it was like, <sighs> what? (laughs) No one's told me to shut up before. And, and in that moment, I reclaimed some piece of my power. I reclaimed some piece of my autonomy and my inner authority. And from that point on, it was never the same because I recognized in that moment, and I didn't have all these insights all at once, but energetically in that moment, I felt, oh, I can actually interrupt that train of thought myself like i can literally stop it by just telling it to stop and so eventually i learned nicer ways of talking to myself yes. and saying shut up <laughs> 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 but, like, sorry. but in that moment that's kind of what i needed right
0: yeah
1: and it yeah. all came from inside me it wasn't something i read in the book it wasn't an idea that somebody else said i'd been in therapy um i'd read um Lots of self-help books at the time. It was, you know, it was the peak of you know new age bookstores and all that. And I was reading a lot of mm. new age stuff. I was doing Louise Hay tapes at night and Shakti Gawain's uh, positive. Um, <laughs> what was her What was her book? Now I forget. <clears throat> I anyway, it was about you know po- using positive language and positive thinking and yeah, uh, yeah.
0: But you needed a slap down to. I sp- did. Like a shock. That's yeah. Slapping down yourself, like snap out of it.
1: Yeah. So I I, I like this story for people with um, vir- strong Virgo, and I I think one of my favorite one of my, my favorite poster children for the Pluto and Virgo generation is Brene Brown. Now she's a Scorpio, yep. but She has Pluto and Virgo, <clears throat> and in uh, her work, I mean the 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 gifts of imperfection. I mean, what better book for a, a Virgo? Yes. <laughs> I assign yeah. that book to all my Virgo stelliums. I've done a lot of readings for people with Virgo stelliums because I have one, and so they just get drawn to me, I guess. Yep. And um, and I that's like assigned reading, right? That's like
0: yeah.
1: Everyone that's come to me hasn't read that book, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely Virgo 101 reading. Yes. <laughs> reading
0: Yes. And what would you say to like, if, um, you know, cause I've known a few Virgos in my time and something I've noticed about Virgo and Capricorn, like the way I'll say it is uh, they need, like they like to be treated mean sometimes, like get that slap down. It's like, if they're going like, especially the Virgos, like you've got to be careful with it, obviously, because like you said, that, you know, the criticism, criticism isn't taken well because I already know that and they've, they've probably overworked it in their mind, but there's a point where you just, they just want you to like shove, shove them against the wall and be like, that's enough.
1: Right, <laughs> right. That
0: well, to so yeah, it's interesting.
1: I think in both signs there's a, <clears throat> there's a desire to get it right. In yeah. Virgo, especially, it's like, you know, Virgo's maybe read the manual more than other signs because they want to know the right way to do the thing whereas the Sagittarius might just jump in and say well we've got you know four parts and a couple of screws and a hammer let's see if we can (laughs) do it together (laughs) right exactly whereas uh I, I think though um there's an important an important thing to say here an important distinction and yeah you definitely have to be careful with that that kind of um energy and approach because it can trigger that self-deprecating voice yes,
0: that's right
1: but it can also be i'm thinking of how virgo is an is is an unsettled energy yeah because it's here to fix things it's here to repair things it's here to purify things and as soon as it fixes one thing there's something else that needs to be fixed and so it's never its work is never done Never just gets to hang out in the hot tub like the Taurus people. <laughs> exactly, <Sagittarius. laughs> never gets to go on the Sagittarian adventures. You know, no Aries skydiving. It's just like work, 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 work. But the no work. Um, where was I going with this? But with with uh, uh, I think I missed a, a point I was going to make there. But with Capricorn, um, I think you know when Brene Brown talks about uh, the difference between guilt and shame it makes me think of virgo and capricorn because capricorn can actually take this energetic to i think um a dark place when it comes to shame Mm. and and i think capricorn can be really sensitive to um you know being seen as a failure whatever that means to them and and that can trigger shame and all this is tied into what you started with which is there's a desire to get it right to do it right as if there's a right way to do it. And for mm. Virgo, it's more about like the help manual version of that. And for Capricorn, it's more about like achievement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Cause they, they I think those two signs do share a lot and, you know, they're the working signs. They want to work. They're workers, you know, Both of those, you're looking uh, very earthy right now, actually. (laughs) So Virgo and um, yeah, with the mountains behind, actually it's quite Capricorn-y as well. Very earthy and solid. And yeah, they both want to work. And there is that thing of, um, yeah, getting it right, like there's a right way. That's a really good way to put it because there is no right way. Your way is the right way. So that's probably a great takeaway for Capricorn and Virgo uh, people actually and those parts of ourselves that have that you're always the right way and the more i guess you try to externalize and find that uh i guess for virgo that external try to meet some sort of external perfection the more you're going from away from your center right. and what you say about the inner critic like so many women do struggle with that as well so that's why i really wanted to find your way because it was so um i talk about your way because it was so successful for you and again there's different ways but it's certainly something that needs to be addressed at some point on the journey and for my own you know I, I worked that as out as well while I was in high school I didn't even know I did it and then I realized because I had a really long bus trip every day to school and back to be in my own head and um yeah. Like once I got onto it, I was good for life and it takes something quite big for me to start sort of working through things in my mind like that. Usually I'm quite positive, but not originally not. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. So our next, our next like thing that I wanted to talk to you about is of course your business, like you're an earth sign. Let's talk the beers. You know, being the change, being the light in a practical way. You know, you're running, um, you've set up Astrology University and that's growing really well and also Fresh Voices. So yeah, like um, you have a diversity mission as well, which I think is really interesting. And again, it sounds mutable to me. Like you literally doing, do in, in the doing, you're being the change and the things that you want to bring in. You're making it. So to me, that's quite... Um, yeah, earth sign Virgo. So tell us about your diversity mission for Fresh Voices.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point about the earth signs and, uh, and I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, my work is a bit of an example of that where, you know, I'm, I'm an idea oriented guy as well. I'm sun conjunct Jupiter, um, but I am, very practical and i'm 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 very productive and as soon as i have an idea i'm usually already getting started on it and then i i have no shortage of ideas and um and i have gemini rising as well so i have i I, as soon as i'm doing something that feels successful i get ideas for spin-off projects and other things and other ways that it could iterate and and grow or address a different intention and with astrology university i started out as um It it was basically, it grew out of relationships that I had developed with several astrologers where I was able to bring them together under one roof because I had this very Gemini rising idea that it would be really cool if all these ideas could cross pollinate and percolate. And what would that create? What kind of cool stuff would Mm -hmm. that create if this idea that was being kind of kept in this camp over here was now um, brought in to this other camp and, 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 uh, and, and, I think that when we you know in astrology well before the internet definitely you could be a really charismatic teacher and have your followers and be in your own little enclosed environment and and if there was an idea that you had that was ungrounded it would just kind of be bouncing around in that in, mm-hmm. in that in that um echo chamber and not get tested or challenged or questioned and in Worst case scenarios, there are teachers who, if you did question them, they would say, get out of here, you're out, right? <clears throat> yeah. And so there's there are those stories. Well, now with the internet, it's like, even if you're trying to create that closed environment, excuse me one moment. <clears throat> even if you're trying to create that kind of closed environment, uh, the internet is an open environment. So... Um, you know, even if it's not one of your students questioning you, it might be someone else. And so, uh, but anyway, astrology university is a way to bring a bunch of different teachers with different styles under one roof. And we started out by just doing webinars and on uh, once a month and they were really popular. So we had added more webinars and we kind of grew the website that way. And then. Well, and
0: <coughs> So when did you start that? When did you start putting the first
1: webinars up? That was around 2011.
0: Oh, okay. Yep, Neptune into Pisces. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep, Right on time.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And um, the and then a couple years later, I I was like, well, we're called Astrology University, which is really just I wanted to be called I think the Astrology School, but it was already taken. Yeah. And the domain I found that was available. A domain name I found that was available was astrology university. And I was like, well, that's kind of fun. And and at the time I thought, well, it's kind of tongue in cheek because a uh, universe, an astrology university can't be accredited in the United States. So already it's a bit tongue in cheek, like, um and, and, you know, again, Gemini rising, I like the playful quality. of that. <laughs> but then after a couple of years, I was like, wow, maybe I should take the name a little more seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I went
0: to those big boots.
1: Right. And I was like, be really cool if we could have a four-year program that was really like a university because um, there's not a lot of that out there. Uh, and I I got really inspired, You know, like I said earlier, as soon as I have the idea, I start working on it. So I created an outline and a spreadsheet and I started, well, if I had it, what classes would I teach and who would teach them and what the curriculum looked like. And a day later, I had a full curriculum. And I started reaching out to people, asking if they would want to be involved. And two years later, we uh, launched our first year of our four-year program. And wow. I thought maybe like 10 people were going to show up. I really didn't have any kind of businessy projections. You started out asking about business. And um, I know how to do those kinds of market projections, <laughs> but I didn't do them in this case. It was just an inspiration. It was something I wanted to do. And uh, I wanted to do it no matter how many people showed up because it was just a creative project that I was really invested in. <clears throat> and um, a lot more than 10 people showed up in that first year. And uh, and then um, magical things happened that whole year that I didn't anticipate and had no idea about. And, uh, and it, it was it's just been an amazing, enriching, wonderful experience. The students who showed up uh, were incredible. It was all, everything just went really smoothly, brilliantly perfectly Um, and I've gotten just as much from the students as they say they've gotten from the program and uh, just about everybody who was in year one signed up for year two so that 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 must mean something's going well. Um,
0: You've just started the second intake second year intake haven't you like now?
1: Yeah and here's here's a funny thing about me and I'm an implementer right so I get an idea and I just start doing it. I'm not really a planner, even though I did plan out the four-year program because that's a big endeavor and I knew it took some planning. But in general, I just get an idea and I start working on it. And so there were things I didn't think about with the four-year program. For instance, I thought, oh, I mean, I, I literally did not think I'm going to need to start year one again next year. <laughs> and so oh, uh,
0: yes. I was,
1: I was talking to uh, the person who's been mentoring me on creating this program, which is Karen, who I want to acknowledge, who is an uh, amazing astrologer in the Netherlands. And she's been running an astrology school there since the seventies. Wow. So she has just a little bit of experience yes. and um, she was really generous and offered to chat with me about as soon as she heard, I was, doing this, she was like, I'd love to tell you about what's worked for me and what hasn't and, and, uh, take a look at your curriculum and give you some feedback. And so she did all that and it was so helpful. And, uh, and she said, so, um, what are you going to do when you start up your next cohort of your one students? And I was like, do I have to
0: do that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess by year four, you're going to have four nights a week or days, whatever time you're doing this that you've, you're running it.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm working it out as I go. And yeah. basically, the, uh, we, um, I have a lot of support. There are a lot of people involved. I've got a lot of resources in that way, a lot of creativity between all these people working on the project. And um, it's not just me. <clears throat> and, uh, and between all of us, we come up with really creative solutions. Um, I did one-on-one feedback with all the students from year one who were open to it. Uh, and I got lots of great feedback from students. One of the questions I asked is, um, what's something that you would do to make the experience better for next year's crop of students? And so this is another, going back to our conversation about Virgo, I think this is a, a Virgo skill and highlight, which is with the mutability, there's a willingness to change and adapt and to grow and to improve. There's a yeah, nothing
0: di- remains fixed, <clears> does <throat> it? It will ne- never remain nothing stagnant. Yeah, yeah
1: it's our, it's always hopefully iterating into something better, mm-hmm. um, and so this year's year one students are getting exposed to. <clears throat> The same quality of teaching that last year's got plus all the improvements that the students suggested.
0: Excellent, yes, yeah. they go at his best. <laughs> right.
1: so I'm, I'm so excited. It's already a really different energetic of students from the with the year one crop. It's also a bigger group and um, it's it's really exciting. Uh, I can tell they're gonna they're gonna um, uh, they're going to make me work for it, I guess is one way to say it. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm really, I'm really uh, being called to show up in a big way, and I just love it. I welcome it. It's just yeah. such a, such a um, fulfilling and rich experience. And, um, yeah, I look forward to it every day. Um, Karen and I were talking about um, working too much. Um, once, and I realized that she was not a good mentor for me on this front, because she said, I don't really take breaks. (laughs) Um, I just work, I just work all the days (laughs) of the week. And, uh, um, and, but, uh, but her, her next point was important. She said, my work doesn't feel like work to me. exactly. I I love what I do. And I feel the same way. I don't really get, I get more tired on my day off than I do when I'm working.
0: day off trying to have fun well it's like well what would you do with time off this is what i think sometimes i would just do some astrology
1: i know know right i know (laughs) i know i know my partner my partner michael is like can you it's your day off why don't you read a fiction book (laughs) like no way (laughs) can it be a fiction book written by this author whose chart i'm studying (laughs) right i
0: must say like it's that's really good advice and as an example as well that you basically followed your bliss with this and your interest and i see a lot of younger people that are like but i want results now i want this to be this what's the thing that i should do and maybe that's the kids with those outer planet in capricorns like what i need to know what i'm going to do like i need to know the end game and i'm always like well sometimes you don't know until you get on the journey plus you need to fail a few times like what right. successful person never failed like right. and they always look back with gratitude because they learned something and um like for me i i didn't have an end game necessarily like i have an overarching sort of life mission it's just choosing a vehicle that will accommodate that and the the road opens up, like, when you follow your bliss, like, the follow the thing that you really want to do. Regardless of the outcome, it was the journey that you enjoyed. And yeah. you're more likely, like, if you wait till you see it, it's actually too late. So, say, um, for people listening, for Tony, if Tony saw, oh, astrology is popular now... <laughs> he'd be starting now, like you're, you're here ready to capture it because you started before it was even on the horizon because it's, you just followed your interest. And that's something I see a lot. It's a really good point to um, keep in mind for everyone.
1: Trust in the journey. Trust, Trust in the in journey. journey. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's a big, I mean, it's a, it's a big, uh, I have to tell myself that. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't yeah. get here without self doubt. Right. Yeah. I When I went through my Uranus oppositions, I was like, astrology, should I really be doing astrology with my career? Is this really my mission in life? You know, you go through in your midlife crisis, no matter what you're doing, you're going to have those questions. You know, even if you yeah. love what you're doing, you're still, it's like part of the process. Like you're meant to question it because you're meant to make, it's like a point in your life where it's important to become more authentically you. And so you get to that process by questioning. So, and uh and the answer to the question was yes, right? Because trust in the journey. So I was like, check in, you know, trust my intuition. What's my heart telling me? Yep. What, what's the next step? And, uh, and, and I basically just got enmeshed even more and even deeper.
0: So <laughs> this is the way.
1: This is the yeah, way.
0: That's a big point for a lot of people. And also when you are going out on what seems random at the time, probably to other people around you, you've got we'll often have people checking in and in some ways that's a bit satiny, isn't it? Like people are mm-hmm. checking like how much you want this, what are you doing, what right. are you doing? You can't see evidence of why you would be doing this. And then later they're like, oh, you were so right.
1: you've
0: got to have that inner fortitude and belief in not just yourself, what you're doing and not try to please some external should as well. Like that's to me, that's people that are really successful. That's what those people have all done.
1: And those are such such great points, Vanessa. And you're talking a lot about Saturn here, <clears throat> with the shoulds. But also, you mentioned this uh, function of Saturn that that people have to wrestle with. Sometimes it's during Saturn transit. Sometimes it's natal in your in your natal chart. But um, it's that it's that question: How bad do you want it? Sometimes Saturn asks you that. It feels like anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And the it, tests. You know,
1: mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. it's
0: true so that's and remembering that concept the Saturning of it you you know it when you come across it i did a reading for someone uh all about that yesterday and it was just it helped her a lot she she actually had that mars oh the, the aries not the mars uh the aries squared a lot of capricorn that is her chart of what's mm. happening at the moment and i just really reminded her of the Saturn and um you know people that look like Their overnight successes, you know, took them years to become that. And it helped her a lot just to go, okay, there's these two different parts that need honoring. (laughs) Right. So, speaking of Earth and Saturn and like Virgo's and Earth signs, so let's talk about the beers. I really (laughs) wanted to talk to you about your business model because I love it. Like, I know Tony because I saw fresh voices. I didn't know, I didn't see you. I just saw the fresh voice and I thought, oh, that's so interesting. I love what whoever this is doing. And I sent you an email um, to whoever that went to, I didn't know which was you. And yeah, I just had a great vibe. I guess I sensed the mission in, in your, in the work, in, in the proof, you know, in the pudding, as they say, and then I became involved and I've worked with you quite a lot now and you're my gold standard for business because like, I love, um, like equal sharing, profit sharing, all that sort of thing. And a lot of people don't talk about the business behind these and business models. So I wanted to hear a bit from you about that because it just feels really fair. It really supports everyone to contribute their best. It, it unifies us rather than separates us because no one's competing as well. Yeah. I love it. So um, why did you choose to do that? Or is that just like a no brainer?
1: It's, it's something that was just, it just, uh, I guess, I guess that's, I guess it's a no brainer the way you say it. It's just something that I, it's just the way I conceived of doing business from the, from the beginning. Um, before I had this astrology business, I owned yoga studios. And in the yoga studio business, sometimes you would invite in a popular guest teacher and they would come in to do a workshop. And it was pretty common to do a 70-30 split with them. Which is like 70% for them. Sometimes 60, 40, you know, some mm-hmm. studios would do 50, 50. Uh, but I always aired towards the bigger split for the visiting person because I wanted to uh, monetarily honor and respect what they were actually contributing. Because yeah, I was providing the space for them to do the workshop, but let's be honest, if they're a big name person and they're coming in, they're gonna be a big Big draw and I wanted to monetarily respect what they were what they were sharing and so I went for the bigger split and so then when I started working with uh, astrologers I just um, I just still had that same mindset mm. and when I learned about summits going forward because we're talking about freshvoicesinastrology.com which is a website that grew out of this first summit that I um, created in response to one of these spinoff ideas where uh, I'll just tell you a little bit about that and then um, uh, keep me back on track to come back okay. to the, the business model if I, if I go down a, a tangent. But with I started Fresh Voices because <clears throat> I was um, participating in a conference where they were voting in the speakers. And there were, um, as as you might imagine, there were a bunch of new speakers who had applied to speak and because no one knew who they were, they didn't get voted in. There was a person from South America who was uh, sharing that he didn't feel the process was fair because not only, you know, he's a new speaker, no one knew his name, and he's from South America, so he didn't feel like he even had a chance of of getting voted in. And, And he's like, if I can't, if I don't get asked to speak, how 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 are people going to get to know me so that i might get voted in the next time you have a vote so what's the process for bringing in new people and i was like wow well i am a very in- industrious guy and why don't we just create an online version of that where we can just let new speakers have a platform and give them a stage and a place to a place to speak and so that's where the idea for fresh voices came out of And then as I started thinking about it, I was like, well, who else doesn't get to speak? Who else doesn't get invited? Mm. Uh, Who else isn't invited to the party? And so it evolved into a a diversity mission as well. And so our first crop of, of, um, and we did a summit, uh, online summit and our first crop of speakers was, was pretty diverse. And, um, and there was such a great response to the summit that, uh, people said, you know, this is, a, this is a thing. Some of the speakers were like, I think you should do something with this. Like, I feel like there's momentum here and I feel like we you've tapped into some, a need in the community. And oh, so, so we,
0: initially you just thought, oh, we'll just do a one-off?
1: Just a one-off, yeah. I mm-hmm. thought we might do it again if it worked out and just to yeah, right. have a platform for new speakers and, and diverse speakers. <clears throat> but because of all that momentum, we uh, built a website for it. Um, Mm -hmm. At first, it was just like a side project of Astrology University. So we built the website, and then we started offering um, webinars through it, and then we planned on the next summit. Um, And then it evolved to a place where, uh, because of everything happening in the world this year and with the Black Lives Matter movement, I started having this conversation last year where I was like, um, I want this to really reflect the values that it's tapped into and the need in the community, so I really want to not be the white guy at the top of this organization running it. I want someone else to run it. It'd be really awesome if it was like a young woman of color, for instance. Yeah. And um, and so I kind of reached out to some people and went through that process to try to find somebody. And then we found, and then we we found somebody, Shakira Taborn, who is now the director of Fresh Voices. So I don't run the business anymore. Uh, she's, she's, she's running the business as of, uh, a couple months ago and she put on the, her first, uh, summit, which was Fresh Voices 3.0. Um, and it was a whole crop of speakers that was, uh, that people that I, I, I didn't know. I mean, she did something that I couldn't have done, right? Yeah, She had, um, um. creative ideas and connections with people I didn't know and fingers tapped into things that I wasn't tapped into because of her experience like that's the whole point of having her in charge right so and and she created a very cool um event as you guys might know Twitter is not the most friendly environment and the word is that people on Twitter loved it and I was like what like she just like had incredible success just by that alone by that measure alone
0: Yeah. I watched some of it and I had a look at the speakers and topics and indeed it was really diverse. Fresh Voices is such a great name. It was a fresh set and yeah, yeah, like, and you know, edgy as well. I'm pushing astrology forward and with new voices comes, you know, new ideas and new ways of looking at things. And I, I like that kind of thing. So that's why I wanted to watch and hear what people were saying on topics that, you know, are important to me as well. Like, well, what's important to you, especially because a lot of really young, like I think uh, someone Dion, Dion is, is Dion like 19? Yeah. Right? Like
1: 18, I think 18.
0: So gen Pluto in sad generation voice is starting to come but, up. and that's But, really but let's,
1: let's qualify it. I, I don't know Dion very well. And I just, heard this from michael but dion dion is also going to mit so dion is no slouch <laughs> like dion is yeah. like a a, a brady person so um but uh that was that was one of the highlights from day one and you wouldn't have i wouldn't have thought that right um because of my own biases uh, like i guess well, age, age, dion was a bias right
0: <laughs> well uh, uh dion was someone that i picked out to watch because um of what they were talking about mm. so but then I didn't realize uh, that was so young. I was like, Oh, Oh wow. Okay. That's interesting. And yeah, everyone's really bright. very academic and um, yeah, they're, they're fresh at it, but they're bright. So they're catching up and they're, they're bringing, which is like, what's the most uh, interesting thing about astrology. Everyone brings their background into it and what they're interested in and and blends it in. So yeah.
1: But circling back to your comment about the business thing, one thing that, I'll I'll share with you is that the summit thing. So this is a thing that was kind of created in the mid. Uh, well, gosh, what do we call them? The 2010s. <laughs> What's the word for that? Like the because there's the, the teens, th-
0: the 20 teens. 20
1: teens. Yeah. Um, the summit. The summit phenomena came to be, and it was basically a business model whereby you would invite influential speakers in other words speakers who had already had an audience online you would invite them in to give to either do an interview or a talk and you Mm. wouldn't pay them and you would basically uh, capitalize on that experience and build your own mailing list and your own uh, Mm. own own authority and so as I uh, learned about that model I was like well I don't want to do that I don't I'm not interested in that. That's exploitive. Mm. Um, so I didn't do summits. So
0: it feels exploitative as someone that's done, worked with other people's businesses as well as yours. It doesn't feel, I don't have such a good feeling actually. No.
1: So I just didn't do them for a couple of years, even though I, I I could have. And I was like, I just, that's not a business model that works works for me. And then one day I just had the no brainer thought was, well, I could do a summit and I don't have to do it like that. (laughs) And And so I was like, Oh, well, how would I do it? Um, so I tuned out the people giving the instructions cause you know, I'm a Virgo. I like to read the instructions. And, uh, <laughs> so I just put the instruction book aside and I was like, how would I create a summit? And so yeah. I was like, well, um, I would still bring in, uh, really cool people to give talks, but how about paying them for instance? And so, and then I was like, we're all pulling our energies together to create a summit. So why don't we just share the profits, right? So yeah. that, that's the business model. And it was just, it was just a no-brainer for me. And, um, and that's how we've run them ever since. And so um, it was really great that first Fresh Voices. I mean, it's really, really wonderful with the Fresh Voices crew, especially because not all of the Fresh Voices f- people will be like brand new speakers who've never given a talk before, but some of them are. And imagine how it must feel to like give your first talk and, uh, and, and get a nice paycheck for it. Yeah. You have to imagine that that's going to, that's like a positive feedback loop that's going to make them want to do it again. It's going to inspire them. It's going to make them feel like, Oh, this work that I've done, this Found time you. I've spent in, val- in astrology, it has, it it's worth something. And, and, uh, and I can do this. Right. And yeah, you don't, so in the summit model, you might get that kind of exploitive experience. And also, honestly, um, probably get in trouble for saying this, but the the, the conferences, um, the in-person conferences historically haven't paid well, because in mm. part, to to uh, not all of them are in this model, but a lot of the conferences are run by nonprofit organizations. And so there is that. So we have to hold that in mind. So the intention isn't to make profits in the first place, and so they're working on a they're trying to keep all the budgets as low as possible so that the attendees don't have to pay much so that it's easier for them to come. But it means the speakers don't get paid well either. But even at some for-profit conferences, there was one conference I got invited to speak at and I, I, and they were sharing the terms of the agreement and first year speakers didn't get paid at all. And I was like, wait, this is a for-profit conference and I'm bringing my expertise and I'm, I'm, um, drawing an audience and and I don't get paid yeah like what's what's that about oh well you know you're getting the benefit of getting to um, you know share your work with with other people here at this conference that's what we're giving you oh and by <laughs> oh and you can attend the other uh, you can attend the conference for free yourself that's not that's not an energetic of respect
0: no no it's not equal Mm-mm. It's interesting. Like, yeah, I've had the gold standard first up. I didn't even know that people didn't get paid at all because I just wasn't in that world. And the way I see it is if I get involved in someone's thing, like why should I have to bring in all the money? Because I can bring a hundred percent of it to my own website. Like I don't need to funnel it into someone else's if I don't want to. So my feeling is I'll probably start either turning them down or just not promoting like it because it's not equal so yeah, i'm really all for i've always been all for collective shared profits anyway and i feel like there's just more potential i like working towards something without a cap on it i like working all together that i've got you know aquarius midheaven and north node and i think that's what that is and sagittarius just wants no limit So, and yeah, the more unified we can do more together, people can promote together as well. That feeling of respect is great and being valued. Like I know Tony, you were for Fresh Voices, you were offering basically sort of a mentorship thing too. Like you're like, if you need a mic, let me know and we'll work that out and just setting people up to, to like get them going. And again, that's contributing to astrology because you're, you're setting people up. And then they can go on, you know, the little chicklets can grow their feather wings
1: and (laughs) it's
0: really encouraging. And, you know, it's a good way for um, people that are older and have been in this game a lot longer to start like supporting fledglings coming through. And of course, yeah, my first summit um, experience was you and it did have that effect. So I know the different feeling when I go into someone else's and even though they might, be doing a great thing and put on a great show. It really doesn't feel that great, right. you know, because, you know, money talks. You know that value talks. It's Venus. How are you valued? Sometimes that's in the the equal pay thing. So, and it's, it's energy really about you. It's energy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So it's going against the traditional capitalist model as well. So well, the funny
1: thing value. about money, which you know, and energy, is. I've always had a generosity mindset, and uh, I I was I had yoga I I was in uh, the yoga business for a while, so I was a yoga teacher, and then I owned uh, three different yoga studios, and and the first yoga studio that I had um, was a really beautiful studio and space that uh, I had that I it was a a partnership I opened up with a friend of mine, and um, and a woman who had a yoga studio. Um, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes away, um, felt really threatened by our studio, even though what we were offering was really different. And um, um, and she just was really threatened and was kind of expressing that basically. And mm-hmm. so we had a talk and I mean, my, my perception was um, we're doing number one, we're not offering the same kind of yoga you are. So we have different students, but number two, there's plenty of people who need to do yoga. And, you know, at the time, you know, yoga was on its rise and in, in popularity. And uh, basically what I'm trying to say is there there's plenty for everyone. Yeah. And if you have that, um, generosity mindset, I, I believe it tends to, it, it, it just works out because that's been my experience. I haven't ever had that, um, feeling of, of lack or, um, uh, oh, I don't want to say I've never been worried (laughs) because I'm a Virgo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Natural worries.
1: (laughs) Yes. But I do know how to turn it around. Right. I've developed the skill to recognize when I'm worried and when I'm in that fear-based mindset and I turn it around. Right. I come back to the generosity mindset and the openness. And I know that it's, it's going to work out because it always does. And so, you know, I could imagine somebody looking at, the finances for a summit, like a business person. And I could just imagine some old school business person looking at what I've done with the it summit cost. and saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Giving all your profits away to the speakers. I'm like, well, there. if we didn't have the speakers, we wouldn't have the summit. So um, it's, to me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. And it works out for everybody. Yeah. It works it's, for And everybody. there's good
0: feelings and people yeah. will funnel back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have Jupiter conjunct your sun anyway. So you yeah. would say these things <laughs> as do I, I, eyes, know, I know, I, I know. agree with those things. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: and, it's, and I know, I know that, I know that I'm, and we're all limited, limited, if you want to say it that way. Uh, we're Another way of saying it is we're all expressions of our charts and mm. I do have this kind of, um, I, I'm like a, a, uh, what do I? How do I usually say it? I'm like a, um, a, a pessimistic optimist, <laughs> which means that I always, re- I, I, at the end is the optimism. So I get wor- a little bit worried. I get a little bit fearful, and then I settle back into um, optimism because I have enough history at this point to know um, how things have worked out for me. Yeah, I'm not that it's not the resources. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, so I really do believe in that, um, generosity mindset. So if you're just starting out and you're creating your practice or your, your business, um, it can help to network with some people and to, to, to get yourself out there. But if you're doing something really new and creative and innovative, like Vanessa says, just put your energy into that. Um, and, uh, and, and grow, uh, grow what's coming out of your, out of your heart and what's an expression of you and um you know what would it be like if that just worked out
0: exactly and it's again it's the journey so if it does or doesn't you've really enjoyed it it's great you've built up transferable knowledge and skills you just Mm -hmm. never know and you're more like i think it's more likely to be a success personally once your time is right like you know we're astrologers and we can see that clock yeah. And the cycles, when everything's in position and you're prepared, that's, you know, that's luck. Preparation meets opportunity. Bang. You know, I had Uranus come along to try my Mercury. Book, book deal landed on my lap. I was ready to make the most of it because I'd already right. been following my bliss. Even, you know, people are saying, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I can't explain why, but this is what I know I need to do. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah, ready to rock. So always follow your bliss. Yes. So, Jenny, uh, so thank you for sharing that. That was a big one. I really wanted uh, people to even just understand there's different ways of doing things and look yeah. at different business models that, and feel your feeling on it. Does it feel fair? Because the other side of um, knowing that you haven't been fair to other people is like you, there is self-sabotage. It doesn't feel right. Like it doesn't work. It needs to feel balanced, whichever end you're on. So also don't accept things that aren't right. And if, yeah.
1: And don't you think this is a great time to be creating new business models too. So there's the thing that I just came up with. You might come up with some other cool business model. Don't feel like you have to do it the way other people are doing it.
0: Yeah. And I guess all the kids with um, those outer planets in Capricorn, you know, Neptune in Capricorn, you know, they're coming through and really changing the game and the lay of the land and, you know, capitalism they're saying is breaking down. So yeah, make the most of the mush and create something awesome <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Maybe more collective, you know, a nice balance between it can be your own business like Tony's doing, but you can also have a collective vibe. These things can work. doesn't have to be all one or like totally communist or totally communist. Right, right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, create something totally new. Just create something that's coming out of your own heart.
0: Yes, Yeah. So the other thing I really wanted to bring up before we go, they're the main ones, is um, also, you're really great at the positive spin and positive languaging. Like, it's a, so many people like negate, negate, negate. They focus on what they don't want. And it's really habitual. A lot of people don't realize it's a pet enjoyment of mine to pick people up on it because <laughs> I do it to myself. But I think you're even more ahead than me. I'm quite good at it, but you uh have mastered this, I find. You're very good at it. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like speaking in a really open-ended what you want kind of way.
1: Yes. And I believe it or not, I mean, this is spoken like a true Virgo, but I have a friend who's mastered it at even a more a crazy level. Like she's wow. the, the master of reframing. Um but um I just I part of it for me, Vanessa, is that I have Venus conjunct Mercury, Uranus, and Pluto, and I just love playing with words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, with Mercury and Virgo, I have this experience of uh, of searching for the right word.
0: Yes, you might say because it like words that. Words are really important to Virgo, aren't they? Like mm-hmm. really, yeah, very important very, um, and very nuanced
1: knowing that there's a specific word that conveys the exact energy that I'm looking for. And then often not being able to find it, but knowing it's in there. But then part of that process too, is that uh, going back to our earlier conversation about mutability and change and and improving is that I'm constantly um, editing and changing and improving my, uh, my concepts and, and my talks and my, in my, languaging of things and sometimes I'm doing that in the moment and my favorite way of doing this is in a co-creative process with my clients where they're teaching me new words about say Venus and Scorpio that I hadn't thought of before but they have Venus and Scorpio and they're saying something and I'm like wow that is so Venus and Scorpio so perfect and part of me will kind of register that Um, but behind the positive spin part is an intention for me with astrology that astrology be personally empowering it's disempowering to tell somebody well you have saturn in the fifth house so i'm sorry but you're not going to have kids in this life or <laughs> you're you're um you know using all these advanced techniques that i've i've used i've determined that you know you're only gonna have this experience and not that experience and so you may as well just give up on that thing that you really want um, or you know your or even just the old school deterministic astrological descriptive language like you're a Taurus so you're stubborn <laughs> like <laughs> well I might express stubbornly sometimes but so I I think um, I love I just love playing with language and I love thinking about how language is received and how it impacts mm. our psyche when we, when we hear it. And so I'm constantly seeking out words and concepts and ways of phrasing things that, um, that make me feel like I have a sense of choice and make me yes. feel personally empowered and also make others feel personally empowered. And then the next step beyond that is we can use words to create an experience to create an energetic, to create a feeling state. And we can use those words to elevate that feeling state. Like if I say, if I'm in meditation to myself and I say, you know, I am worthy and I can really step into that feeling state, um, that can be a really healing experience. And Mm -hmm. if we keep using the same words as well, sometimes the words stop to have, stop having, um, they stop having a charge you know transformation is word right now that that has kind of lost a bit of its charge because it's been used mm-hmm. so much um I wouldn't stop using transformation but sometimes it's like you have to redefine it for people when you're using it so that you make it come back to life
0: fresh that's yeah. a uranus speaking in there
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. put the so
0: has that impact that little ch- Mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point and you're right like when you because words have meaning so that creates that chemical response a chemical feeling so yeah if they're open-ended i'm also thinking about priming mm. you know in nlp that's that idea of like you're oh, priming yeah. people with the way you're speaking so i find when people have really close statements even just to themselves that's how they think that's If I'm around people that do that, that's what I'm constantly hearing. That's what my brain's hearing. Like someone recently keeps saying, it's not your time to shine. I've just written a book about shining and I've never heard her said, it's your time to shine. She's not talking to me. It's just a statement. She says a lot. And I'm like, look at, look at that. Like she's telling herself that she's telling me that just by me being there, my brain hearing that. So I'm getting primed for that. So I have to catch it just in myself. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So
0: it's like, what are you, what are you sharing with other people? Like, what are you giving them?
1: Yeah. And as an astrologer, um, people will project a lot of knowledge and expertise onto you, especially people who don't know anything about astrology.
0: Yeah. A lot of, um, they
1: think, a lot of people come to you thinking you've got some secret knowledge like you've yeah. got a direct connection to the universe that i don't have and whatever you tell me is the real truth and so if you tell me whatever um it's it's received in a it can be received in a very powerful way so it's 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 mm. a it's, it's a it's it's a profession that we should really practice responsibly and we, mm. i mean we should really take that the weight of that responsibility and mm, and um, I yeah I, uh, like you said I think I think setting the stage for somebody to step into or embody that energy is I forget the word you just used but it was it was wonderful but um, uh, you know when you're you're creating that state for them oh, to priming, step into priming, yeah priming, priming them yeah. where maybe they if you use the right word for the energetic you're trying to describe or the, the problem that they've brought to you that they're trying to engage with, that word might uh, trigger a creative process in them where they can think about, all of a sudden they can think about that problem in a different way, they can see it in a different light or they can think, oh, I could apply that energetic to it. Yes. Or And and um, it just opens up things for people. I love that experience.
0: And I guess it's like, you can use your power for good. If someone is giving you that authority, you know, you can really use that in service of them and also give it back with, you know, give the authority back to them, but it's true. People do invest a lot more in the astrologer. Yeah. It's hard not to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it can be used for good. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. So on that, I'll bring it home because I'm aiming for under an hour and we're with Virgo here. So we have to keep on time <laughs> <laughs> and be efficient.
1: I, think, um, so I don't know. I think Capricorn might be more of a stickler for time ruled time. by Saturn. Yeah, yeah. I, I've yeah, had, yeah, I've known some Capricorn people who've um, said to me, I, I'm a person who usually starts class late because um, there's always a group of people that are late. And I love waiting for them to show up so that everybody can start on time as long as it's like two or three minutes, right? I'm not going to wait 20 minutes to start class. But um, I always start a couple of minutes late because then there's not that disruption of the people coming mm. in late and that extra bit where the, the, the starting point isn't, isn't, um, isn't as clear as it could be. Um, and s- some of the Capricorn people will call me out on that. They're like, how come we aren't starting on time? <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. true oh
0: i am going to go over then at that like little bit of information <laughs> i have one more thing that i did want to ask you actually yeah. about virgo stuff with that you maybe it's the adaptability part but virgo is really known for same with capricorn that and Scorpio, actually, that idea of control, and you have moon in Scorpio, um, control and working with you really breaks that stereotype down, because it, like, it you have everything organised and under control, yes, behind the scenes, but working with you, I don't know if I've ever worked with anyone so uh, open to the gifts that everyone has to bring, like you're so good at working communally, because you, you don't micromanage, you don't control, you just have the scene set like i guess that's the virgo service and then people can bring what sparks their joy and you literally put that into words like whatever sparks your joy this is the topic the rest is up to you which suits me incredibly well because i'm (laughs) unemployable i don't even know what people want of me because i have to have my thing i'm bringing and if i can't bring that i've I've got nothing so how is this something that you've worked on in your life to really chill out or is this do you have a mindset of Around it.
1: I have a mindset around it. I haven't had to work at that either. It's just something that's been with me from the beginning. My first business name was Microtribe that I came up with. And it was when I was just doing, um, I was just building a web design business. Mm-hmm. And I called it Microtribe because I thought, you know, I really want to work with a bunch of creative folks where each person is bringing their gifts. And we're like a tribe together. We come together as a tribe to provide this service to people so that was my initial concept
0: mm-hmm. that one didn't
1: work out <laughs> it ended up, ended up being a micro tribe of one <laughs> <laughs> work. but the yeah. idea was there and eventually yeah. it did work out but just in a different form and I'm a really big fan of uh, letting people shine their light and getting out of the way uh, like uh, we do we do some themed summits now most of our summits have a theme but even within that theme you know, I'll say to people speak about, you know, they'll say, well, what should I, what should I talk about? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what are you excited about right
0: now? Yes.
1: Because if you share that, that's going to be exciting to everyone else too. Right. That's
0: right. So that's been my experience. You're like, we're doing a summit on relationships. That's, that's all we're given. It's on relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll immediately think of something. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, cool.
1: And you know, what's really magic is I'll I'll always have one speaker who will say, I really want to see what everyone's uh, presenting on because I don't want to double up. And I'll, I'll, I'll usually have the conversation, don't worry about it, just submit your topic because no one ever doubles up it's amazing. Like if you just, oh, fuck, if you just focus in on what you're excited and passionate about, it always comes out different from what everyone else is presenting. I don't know if that's just how it, it's just maybe some magic with me and you and all the people we work with, but, um, it just always, it always works out that way. So yeah, I don't really like, uh, micromanaging. Uh, I don't, I, I'm going to say that Vanessa, that in my chart, cause you brought it up, the outer planets, I'm an outer planet person with all of the outer planets. So um, yeah. I have uh, my chart rulers conjunct Pluto and Uranus, and then my moon is conjunct Neptune. And with the outer plan- with the outer planets, if you try to be a controlling person,
0: right. I'll just say, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, right. so you just allow the channel, <laughs> be the channel, yes. allow
1: it to flow. Early in my spiritual life, a word resonated and reverberated in my psyche and that word was allow and allowing. And that, that, that for a long, long time was the most important word. Like if you had said, I'm taking away all your words, but one, which one do you want? For a long time, I would have said, I, I'd like to keep allow or allow, <laughs> allowing, because yeah. it was like a mantra, right? Yeah. When yep. I'm getting stressed out and I'm yep. trying to make everything work out just right or just so, no, just allow it to be what it is, and then I can come back to my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, allow yeah. allow things to be the way they are. So really, you know, yeah, again, taking this back to words can be words can be really powerful. But yep. I think cool. that um, maybe that comes through the moon, Neptune sextiling my Pluto Venus Uranus Mercury thing it's it, they're all in a, in a, in a strong aspect with each other. So and
0: Neptune's in your sixth house of work too. So I guess that helps to have the flow. And before we go, one more thing. So <laughs> with the Neptune conjuncture moon, do you, you must work a lot intuitively as well, like have a great gut instinct with who to work with and allowing, uh, again, there's a word allowing that to flow. Cause you do seem to, how do you find you use that?
1: That was something I had to, had to, it was, it, I guess I don't want to only thing I can think of right now is a muscle, but it was like a, it was something I had to learn how to work with. Um, I've definitely always had um, that uh, attunement from uh, a younger age. And it, when I was young, working with my friends, it kind of came out in the, for and Scorpio, so moon, Neptune, and Scorpio. And I would always kind of know what was going on with my friends in terms of their shadow work or their darker processes and then in my 20s i i had this thing where i I could be at a party and i would just pick up people's stuff and i would know what their deeper kind of stuff that they were working on was and uh i had this and, and and anyway it was I had a couple of very close friends that I would share that with. And sometimes I would say, you know, such and such about somebody and they would be like, how do you know that? And I was like, I have no idea, (laughs) but I just know. I'm like, how do you not know that? Um, so I, 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 it doesn't work. Like, um, I don't see colors or, um, not hearing voices in my head. It's just a knowing. And so, and then when I was a body worker, I developed some skills that I was taught by other teachers to fine tune, and uh, I don't know if you want to say harness, but to tap into that energetic and yeah. direct it more intentionally, and so that that was really helpful. And now, um, yeah, maybe it does come in the form of well. Now I it it, it it's part of me following my own. Uh, I I do follow my intuition. It's part of that statement I made earlier. Um, yeah. Trust your yes. intuition more than you trust the astrology. I don't know if I said that in this talk yeah, or maybe I said it I in another that podcast. I think you did. It's
0: very modern mystic. Yeah. Yeah, you did say that. And it, it works for you.
1: It works really well for me. And what's what I find a lot is if I'm really in the flow and I make a decision about something without mm-hmm. like checking all the charts first yeah. um, and then I check them later, the chart's perfect. It's like yeah. I'm just in the or the chart perfectly describes uh the situation and uh that's that's i think what being in the flow is so uh,
0: and that's a good point for astrologers to remember isn't it because our head and ego does want to take over but this the strength is really in that intuitive way and it's this i've found the same if you then go check the astrology it's like right on time so it's an auxiliary to your intuition
1: and sometimes and this actually just happened to me earlier today uh there was a suddenly an important thing i had to make a decision about um it, that i didn't know was going to happen today so i couldn't have planned for it and uh and i had basically a 24 hour window and i was like this is such an important decision i kind of want to do an electional chart for it mm. so i want to choose the time but i feel like now is the right moment So I pulled up the chart for now, and I pulled up the chart for 24 hours from now, which has slightly better conditions based on techniques that I know, and I just sat with it for a moment, and I was like, nope, it's now. I'm like, my rational mind is telling me, but these other things that aren't in this chart, Um, and then I, 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 in those moments, I go with my intuition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, something to keep in mind for the astrology people that are, yeah, that rational mind is strong, I think, for people that are attracted to astrology. Yeah. But also the mystical minds there too. So don't let, don't get too caught up on the chart. Right. If anything, it can be a framework for feel it out. Like go, we still go with the feeling like, well, this just feels right. So All I right. think that's a good thing to end this on <laughs> <Great.
1: Awesome. laughs> as
0: well. Thank you so much, Tony, for sharing your ideas and your time. Oh, also, thanks.
1: Tony. That was really, that was really fun. Those were great, great questions.
0: Thank you. All right. Well, have a beautiful evening and I look forward to seeing you soon and everyone else, listen to our monthly forecast, The Cosmic Eye.
1: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Great. Take care, everybody.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today. This has been Vanessa Montgomery. For more Astro and modern mysticism, find me at astroallstars.com. Remember, that's stars with a Z. Take care and stay cosmic.